0: Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello
1: and welcome. I'm here today with the lovely Dina Gerskovich. Did I say that correctly, Dina? Yes. Oh, wonderful. All right. I was just hoping that I would pronounce your beautiful last name correctly. And thank you for joining today. I would love you to share a little bit about who you are and who you serve and then just add some context for the listeners.
2: Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me here today, Libby. It's really so nice to be here because I've been listening to this podcast for years and you know wanting to take the leap to join the program, which we'll get to later. But it's just very exciting to be here with you and with all the listeners today. So as you were saying before, my name is Dina Grushkovic and I'm a new registered dietitian. And my program is called Adulting Nutrition. And it's focused on helping young adults decrease overwhelm when it comes to meal prep through a streamlined meal prep method and group coaching. Love it. Wow. You did an amazing job of explaining some background. Thank
1: you for listening to the podcast, by the way. I appreciate that. And you did a really great job of articulating who you serve. That was fantastic. Thank you. Look at you. So of course, I want to dive into how long did it take for you to be able to articulate that so succinctly, but we can get there eventually. Will you share a little bit? I know you graduated NYU recently. Can you share a little bit about your background?
2: Yeah. Well, I actually am still in NYU, so I didn't get But I graduated the dietetic internship recently. So I just became a dietitian in October 2020. To 2021. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So October 2021. Um, and then I joined the program end of the month in October because I was really eager to get started. And my background also in addition to dietetic, I also have a degree in journalism. So I love combining those two interests together and writing about nutrition in addition to helping people with their nutrition.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for the background. And I love that. So you're not a second degree. Is that correct? Or you just have the undergrad in journalism and then you went to get your... To complete the dietetic internship. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Yes. Yeah. I did a double degree in dietetics and journalism at the same time and then went on to the dietetic internship. Okay. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> that sounds ambitious. I love the, the
1: communication, right? So you're fusing communication techniques with nutrition. So that's really going to help you in the long run, right?
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's been really helpful so far. And also just with time management, like, you know, doing those two together has really taught me how to prioritize time and make the most really of like every minute. So that's been really helpful as well. Yeah,
1: that takes a special type of person to be able to do a double degree like that. So I didn't realize that you had taken on that much at once before we connected. And I appreciate you sharing. I'm learning more about you today as well. And I you know, apologize for the mix up when you said you graduated from your internship, but you still have more left at NYU. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. I started the master's program after I finished the internship. So you did Dietitian Boss program while being in your master's program? Correct. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And wow, do you have any tips about time management as far as what had helped you do both at the same time? Because there's a lot of listeners who are thinking they can't get started if they have clinical or if they, you know, just in general, and you've been able to, you know, see setbacks and really progress through them. So could you share like what that looks like for you?
2: Yeah, sure. So I think something that was really helpful was from the beginning. You told me, Libby, how most successful clients and dietitian boss focus on five to seven hours a week, working through dietitian boss whether it's the modules or you know anything you're working on for your own content so that was something that i factored into my schedule and i tried to like hit that benchmark every week of at least five so you know even if i wouldn't hit five then it would be four but still i knew i was making progress and that was just helpful to have something on the calendar and have a tangible goal towards of okay this is how much i want to focus on dietitian boss this week this is when i'm gonna do my school work this is when i'm going to do other responsibilities et cetera, and just schedule things back Way. And that was really helpful for me. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. So it sounds
1: like you've got some experience with using your calendar. Is that correct? Is that how you tactically were able to take that block and put it into your schedule? I know we're getting a little tactical here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I have like this huge calendar that hangs on my wall. So I have that visual. And then I also have the Google calendar that I use for like on the go, where, you know, sometimes it's just easier to put things into there. But I find it helpful to have that visual right in front of me so that I can see like what deadlines are and you know things like that like a physical thing in front of me sometimes helpful yeah. I agree. Do you color code? Sometimes. Depends. But not recently. It was getting too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, it can. It also depends on your system of color coding. So that is very advanced. I really respect that you do that. And I love that you're able to say, Okay, how can I take these 5-7 to seven hours and make them work within my schedule and create a habit around that? And habits are some of the hardest things for people to create. What kept you accountable to following that? Because you did great. You progressed, obviously, your, you know, your statement of who you help. And how you serve them was really clear when you introduced yourself. So for the listeners, it takes a while to get to that point, to be clear. And that's part of why Dina, you're breaking down the how. What, what do you think helped keep you accountable? Or did you just feel like it was smooth sailing as soon as you knew it was five to seven hours?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So I found it really helpful to have different dietitian boss calls on various topics like scattered throughout the week. So let's say Monday was offer and sales. I knew that was really helpful for me to make sure that I would get done like work related to that by that deadline so that I could then use that time to go over it with whoever was leading that call, you know, with Sarah usually. So that was really helpful. And just knowing like that was a self-made deadline for myself and, you know, but also at the same time being like compassionate with myself if let's say I had a busy week with school that week knowing that okay, I also can have the Facebook group to turn to for feedback until the next group call. So it's this balance of like trying to be organized but at the same time also having compassion for when like things take longer than you think or there's other things that pop up or you know I also do a lot of writing. So if like a writing opportunity comes up and I want to take that. So you know, I like the ability to know how much time things would take, but also not have to like feel confined to a box. So that was really nice.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And those different types of communication that help keep you motivated is important as well, because it can be challenging. Did you have any particular times in your journey that you felt really frustrated or defeated? Can you explain a story about that? I feel like we all have that, right? Sometimes it's every Monday, and sometimes it's like once a quarter. But can you share any kind of like moment where you were just really frustrated?
2: Yeah, there's been a lot of work that I've had to do just overcoming imposter syndrome. And you know, I know, I'm very new to the field as a dietitian so Just sometimes it can be overwhelming, or I can feel like, oh, I haven't done enough experience to get to this point. Or, you know, I could have doubts in my own head, even though I know they're not rationally true, because we all start somewhere. So I think sometimes that talk in my head would kind of bring me down if, like, you know, it takes some time to build up a consistent client base and that kind of thing. And I'm still working on it. So I would say that's something that I'm also still working on, just telling myself that it's okay that I'm a new dietitian and I'm in this space and I'm here to help people and you know that's why I'm here so focusing on that really is like what gets me through that but there's definitely been moments like I'd say definitely when I was deciding on like what population I wanted to focus on like that's always hard and also like the specific like area I wanted to help the population with it took me a while to nail down but now like I'm happy to say like that I'm confident in my choice and it did take a lot of work to get there but it was challenging.
1: Yeah. And thank you for sharing that because that is definitely an issue it's an area i don't think many understand that haven't gone through it that they don't realize that it's a growing pain and it can feel really uncomfortable and as you've seen some of your peers can take a little longer to nail down their messaging and other people are a little more seamless and there could be various reasons as to why and so I appreciate your vulnerability saying you know some days felt really weird right since so just that phase and that process in your journey of defining your business you had to overcome some setbacks do you have any tangible examples Examples of how, for example, maybe you wrote down some affirmations, or maybe it just was being among peers. Program was there something specifically that helped you overcome that to get to the point where you defined who you're serving and how you're helping them?
2: Yeah, I think just really going through the workbook and redoing the exercises and getting feedback, and then further refining my message and then posting it again in the Facebook group for feedback. And also, you know, talking to friends because my population really is people my age. So it's been really helpful just to also use the opportunity of when I'm out and I'm talking to friends, I can also ask them about what they think of this business idea and, you know, what they would look for in like a meal prep type of program. So that's an advantage that I've had as well, just being the same age um, as many of the participants in my program. So... I love that. And that's uh, market
1: research. So you're making market research sound a lot easier than some people make it out to be because market research is the process of discussing and talking to your target market about the problems that they struggle with and learning the words and language they use and identifying the biggest problem that they perceive in their language and then using that into your messaging. What I just explained is very difficult for a lot of dietitians and you have found a way to live your life and do that research and talk to people in your... Everyday life. I appreciate that. You've basically made this work for you and you're making it sound really effortless. Feel that way? Or did you kind of get in a flow where you just noticed, like, oh, the target market happens to be people that you know with, that you know and you associate with. Therefore, it was easier to kind of dig into how they would perceive your service and your product offerings to meet their needs.
2: Yeah, um, it's definitely something that's taken some work to get comfortable exploring because i wouldn't always feel comfortable just being like hey this is my new program you know like i because i don't want to sound too salesy or anything like that and really i'm not necessarily telling them about the program to sell it to them i'm telling them about it to like catch up as a friend like oh this is what i've been up to what have you been up to so you know it's really through a casual conversation and it also helps sometimes when like my fiance is there and he'll be like oh dina tell them about your program so sometimes that little push is helpful but at the same time like i've just become more comfortable with time and that's what i would tell also the listeners that the more time you spend in an area that's uncomfortable the more comfortable you'll get to be like in that area so that's been a really big thing that i've learned throughout this process
1: and thank you for sharing that and especially for dietitians whether they're like you and still in their master's program or they're in clinical or they've been practicing for more than 10 years whatever Part of the journey the listeners listening to this episode are on, it's important to get outside your comfort zone and it's easier said than done. Do you have any tips of what helped you finally get to the moment where you were able to take this serious enough? Like what helped you actually move out of your comfort zone? Is there a story or a feeling you can recall?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that went hands in hand with having like a solidified message that I wanted to share with the market. Because before I had that, I was just confused myself. So when we're confused ourselves, it's hard to like express what who exactly I'm serving what exactly I'm doing because I'm not sure myself so once that became clear I became a lot more confident saying hey you know this is what I do and that was really cool so it's been really nice to work with dietitian boss also and like just to see that progression for myself because it really wasn't like that in the beginning like in the beginning it was like well I have this idea I think it would be cool to help young adults but like I'm not yeah. really sure I don't know what they need so we'll talk about this later. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's easy to have a dream. Well, I mean, it's not easy to have a dream. It's beautiful to have a dream. Um, it's harder to execute on it, right? Because that goes back to what you said earlier about like stepping outside of your comfort zone and how awkward that can feel, especially in the midst of you already pursuing, you know, the dietetic internship and master's program, which are a lot of work in itself. So I really appreciate what you're representing. And I know you've made $500, which is incredible, right? First $500, first $1,000, those are milestones um, in your journey online and making that type of money while being a student. What tips, if you were to have either a tip or a story, a couple tips or a story, would you share to somebody, whether they're similar in your shoes or they just resonate with anything you're sharing about their ability to make money online? Because that still feels foreign for dietitians. We still don't think it's possible.
2: Yeah, I think... Well, first, before I made my new Instagram account that's focused on the adulting population, I had a general Instagram account that I still have. Um, It's called the Artsy Palette for anyone who's interested. And there was really where I first started sharing just general nutrition tips like whatever I felt like sharing related to nutrition it was really like a salad of information like that's what I would call that account and you know I started that account while I was in college and undergrad and yeah it was kind of like that was my starting point like I didn't know who I was going to serve or what I wanted to really focus on I just knew I liked nutrition I liked cooking I liked recipes I meal preps, like and I would post about it and that was it and you know over the years, like that, that account grew, and people were like interested in even the random information. I mean, it wasn't a huge following, but you know, somewhat of a following. So then, when I decided to start this new program with the help of dietitian boss. I was able to easily like transition into it because I already had some people who have been following along for a while. So even though not everyone like came to the new account or is necessarily interested in the business, it was still really helpful that I had started that page because people knew a little bit about me. They knew a little bit about like my personality, things I like to cook. Like they just, it wasn't like a completely new person. So I actually found that in the beginning, like there were a couple, like when I first launched the new business, there were a couple of people who right away were interested because I felt like in some ways they were waiting for me to launch something and I just hadn't yet, which was a really cool feeling actually that like, oh, I have these people that like are interested in what I have to offer and are interested in working with me. So that was really cool. So my tip, that was a long-winded way of saying that my tip really is like start somewhere. And even if you don't have like a specific focus or a niche, or, you know, you don't know what exactly your messaging is, like, just as long as you're doing something that feels good to you in the moment, or, you know, anything really, like, that's okay. Like, don't worry too much about the logistics. And then like, you could always worry about that later. So start somewhere, you know, put information out there if this is something you're interested in, and like, see where it goes, because it's a journey and you'll eventually land where in a place that feels aligned to you.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's inspiring and beautiful. And I think that's really relatable as well. As far as having an account that you started a while ago, you called it a salad of information. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. That's your way of starting. And that's super typical to start like that. And then with time and, and even some just awareness of the landscape of social, which can take a minute to create a habit out of approaching it more from a business than personal standpoint, then deciding how you want to focus that whether you turn artsy plate or is that what you artsy palette? Artsy palette, yeah. Artsy palette. I know you kept that separate. Some of our clients will take their feed, like in yours, Artsy palette, for example, and turn that into their business feed. And some people, like you, will create a second one that really is a a logistics and a detail. The more important part of that story is that you got started and you got into the swing of things, and then that helped you get closer to deciding and committing to narrowing down. And then at that point, that got you closer to landing your first five hundred dollars while being, you know, completing your master's degree. is that correct?
0: hmm
1: Yeah. So it's, it's really, really commendable. You have a, a really really bright future ahead and i think it's fantastic that you've combined journalism and nutrition because there's so many opportunities right to communicate like the work that you do and to have that skill set and be able to translate that on social among other platforms i know you enjoy writing as well and that's another thing is that a lot of people say oh well you know if i write maybe social or instagram isn't the platform for me so why did you with a writing background choose instagram over something that would be longer form writing
2: yeah well something actually that i've learned in journalism school is that Short is so important. Shorter is always better. So I actually think the the format of Instagram really lends itself to like getting like short, tangible bites of information. So that's why I like it. I'm also a very visual person. So I like that very picture focused. And... Also in journalism, I learned that it's really important to go where the readers are. So I feel like the people that I'm trying to reach are on Instagram. And I know that's also communicated in Dietitian Boss. Like, Go where your market is. And especially for the adulting population, they're all on Instagram over other platforms. So that's why that feels good to me to be there.
1: It's great. And I really appreciate how you shared that shorter is better. That memo is still not quite understood <laughs> near and far. And it's hard. It's hard because a lot of us like to get long-winded and caught up in things. But when you're thinking about the consumer, the end user, the person you're creating the content for, we also have to keep in mind the algorithm always changing and the way people are receiving information. The reason that short form video is so popular right now, meaning any video under 2 minutes, 2.5 minutes is technically short form. And you might see those on Reels and TikToks are 2 examples of what short form video is. People are preferring that kind of content. right? They're performing really snappy quick ways to get information. And so you having the ability to communicate what you do in a very quick, short form that people are receiving and it's more shareable and that's how people are communicating actually puts you at an advantage. And I still think dietitians need to catch on a little faster to that. Right. My goal is that they would be able to leverage their business to start and grow it. And so I really appreciate you showing that and being able to put yourself out there and do so in a way that you said that you know people are able to receive. right? Because that's what's important is to just really think about the target market, right? which you have. And you're doing that when you go out and about. You're asking them questions, etc. So that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoy working with you, having you on air and sharing your experiences. I'm an NYU alumni myself. So I'm familiar with what is required. And I know that it's a lot of work. And I, you've got a lot of really fun stuff ahead considering how much you've accomplished with having to Really double down on the time management. That's no joke. That is absolutely no joke. So anything in closing, Dina, that you want to share that you'd like people to know or anything, any final thoughts Um, in addition to just reminding them what your handle is so they can follow you on Instagram?
2: Yeah, sure. So my handle, I have two. So the old one, the salad of information is at the artsy palette. And but the new one that's focused more on the meal prep program for young adults is adulting nutrition. So you could check me out on one or both, whatever you prefer. Um, I tend to post things relating to writing and journalism on the artsy palette, which is why I kept that one. But things related to my new business, and I post more frequently on adulting nutrition. And just some closing words that I wanted to share. So at least before before I joined Dietitian Boss. I remember actually, and I hinted to this a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but I remember that I would literally be like on my way to rotation during the dietetic internship and listening to Dietitian Boss. And there was one in particular, the podcast, and there was one particular rotation I had that was like an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, this is an hour and a half commute. And I'm like, oh, this is so great because I get to listen to Dietitian Boss, like multiple episodes. This is so exciting. And then I would just like arrive feeling like so empowered and so good. But at the same time, I had this doubt of, you know, can I actually join this program and go into private practice right after I become a registered dietitian? Or is it important to like, get clinical experience first, like so many people say, like, you know, there's so many people that I respect in the field, whether it be like professors or preceptors, or, you know, people who I really respect, like advise me that it's important to do clinical first. But I just want to say that isn't necessary to do clinical first, if you don't feel like that's a fit for you. So, you know, while I did enjoy learning during my dietetic internship, I think it was a good experience. And I'm grateful to have learned that information. At the same time, didn't feel like I can be creatively fulfilled in a clinical setting. And there were things that I wanted to do beyond that setting. So of course, it's important to have dietitians in all areas. Like we need those dietitians there too. But for me, that didn't personally feel aligned. So I was really just excited and happy to hear that this program, dietitian boss program, was accepting, you know, recent new dietitians and like that I could just get started right away with growing my practice and growing my business and feel supported in that process. So for anyone who's on the fence, definitely take the leap. <laughs> That's what I have to say.
1: Thank you so much. Jean. I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to us on your way to rotations. And you had the most politically correct way of describing that you don't need two years <laughs> of clinical. And I totally get you. We do need dietitians in every walk of life. I totally hear you on that. And you said it so politely. So my version would have been a little bit more perhaps biased. Let's just put it that way. right? So thank you for sharing that. And yes, absolutely. Clinical dietitians are extremely important people. And I'm glad you learned from your rotation. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for working with us. And we will support you. And I hope that everyone listening can go and support you online and you can continue to build community and inspire your peers and colleagues. So thanks so much, Dina. Thanks
0: so much for having me. Anytime. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method.